up, everyone? What's going on? Welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mail Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market. Love the new daily fantasy app merging Wall Street with Main Street with 161st Street, and we all the men and women in that arena getting paid almost every single night, man. It's so much fun winning, ain't it? Use the code MMN Mayo Media Net. They're going to give you $100 matched for free. If it's free, it's for me. But not only that, I think more importantly is it's more than enough to really get started. It's more more than enough. I actually did it on $20 buying single shares of $3, $4, $5 players, hoping to turn it into $6, $7, and then just kind of going from there. Get up on Jock Market, download that bad boy, and check us out all day on the show. We're bringing you the three pillars of profit every single day. It's the fastest show in MOB absolutely anywhere and you can bet your bottom dollar on that, baby. Death, taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west. Bears taking number twosies in the woods. And the big dude up before the crack of dawn to bring you this. Man, I love this show. Unfortunately, yesterday, man, we saw a little bit of the downside. You know, losing is a part of it. We lost yesterday. We had that nasty vermin, that ofer gopher pop up. But that's why risk is so very important. You can check me out, MLB Moving Averages, or on Patreon. But we're not paying for anything. It's just watch. Trion, you know what I mean? Follow Trion. Just check it out. It's free. Picks, strategy, custom write-ups. We're really here at Mayo Media Net giving you the pathway to profit, sustainability, and all the free research tools that you could possibly stomach. All right, let's get into the first pillar. That's daily DFS and, of course, jock market. If you're unfamiliar with that Patreon page, I put out a sheet every single day. It's evolving, and I think now it's really where we want it to be. We're pointing out players with rankings and prices, so regardless of format, we're speaking to you. Any player on the list is DFS viable. They're also total base bet viable and then when it comes to jock market I actually put pricing with a star rating right and I think that also applies to DFS you're looking for these guys in general and if not you kind of rank them by the star and if a really good player has a low star rating then you know not to pay for the chalk so it's really intuitive let's get into the stacks we got a bunch of them today full slate oh man gonna be a lot of fun let's start with those fish from Florida it's the Miami Marlins facing Humberto Castellanos and the Snakes with shapes on their back. Those Diamondbacks, we're looking at Miami Marlin lefties. I think this is the best way to really go about these daily platforms, especially in the morning before lineups and everything is out. Let's give you an idea of what we're looking for. That way, if for some reason Jazz, Chisholm, Jesus Sanchez or Joey Wendell are not playing, but there is another lefty that we know we might want to backfill there, especially based on the price lasting on jock market, because there is a price machinations, right? There is a price-finding mechanism to jock market, which is why it's so awesome, right? Chalk in DFS is so stupid. Everybody gets on it, and it doesn't do anything. Chalk in jock market, you literally have to pay the price for it, and even lesser-known players can cost what the best players cost, and that doesn't happen in DFS, and it's why your head has to be on a swivel. You know, you love that, meaning Joey Wendell probably won't happen, but Joey Wendell could cost more than Jazz Chisholm, and in DFS, the prices are set, and that makes it generally easier. We're not looking for easy. We're looking to make money because... We are smart, and we are sharp. So give me the Marlon Lefties Jazz, Jesus Sanchez, Joey Wendell. Let's get into the Tigers from Detroit Rock City against Bryce Wilson, the gas can from the Pirates. We're looking at Javi Baez, 
Harold Castro, and maybe even Austin Meadows. The reason when you hear the inflection, it's because sometimes Meadows gets priced up. So like we don't want to chase that. You'll probably see Meadows having a one-star rating. Baez is probably a three-star rating, meaning we're willing to go up to $7.50 on him in jock market and be willing to pay you know whatever it is in dfs so that's another way to apply the star rating if the star rating doesn't match the dfs cost let it go we're not looking for that buys is going to be all systems go against the pirates i really like the tigers today in that same game michael pineda got touched up last time i do think he is going to be good but he's really struggled with that approach to lefties we're especially looking at the big dude with the round you know, missing neck or whatever. Daniel Vogelbach, I gotta love that guy, man. You know, just a testament to big dudes everywhere showing you that you really, you don't need a neck in order to lead off in the major league. So, hat tip to you, Daniel Vogelbach. We'll be watching you against Michael Pineda. Vogelbach's a pretty great case scenario. How do we make money in jock market? A lot of times he's not priced up. And in jock market in particular, you get a half point per at bat. So, that half at point could put you like 20 spots and be the difference between profiting and not Vogelback has been leading off against righty so next up pale hose from Chicago against the baby bears from Chicago but we're looking for the white socks against smiley oh man when I think they're gonna feast today you know they love eating southpaws even though they haven't been good Tim Anderson Luis Robert Andrew Vaughn Josh Harrison in particular those guys at the end you know for the people that have been hitting me up that are really just putting their toe into the market I would suggest that's where your focus should be on the cheaper players I I don't even think I would go for anybody above let's say $5.25 in fact that was my benchmark when I first started however things really have kind of changed as it's become more popular hat tip to everyone out there which is funny but it doesn't even matter to think he's more popular we're still making money all the time it's it's really great you just have to identify values and you kind of click up you know you just kind of make profit daily you're not going to hit a jackpot there is no jackpot that's not really what i'm into although lately again i've been playing these dfs winner take all tournaments big proponent there we are doing the work get onto draft games you can play for nine bucks i don't know you're playing like i think 22 people you can win 200 you know play 27 bucks it's 10 people you would find some pretty good deals out there again dfs is winner take all we're always trying to maximize the profit last up colorado rockies against eric fetty but we're looking for the lefties in particular fetty has been pretty effective but he struggled against lefties and a lot of times you know, uh, whatever, we'll have to get into this. This is more of like a strategy pod thing. Check out, I just had Matt Modica on. Me and him did the Roto Sopranos thing. Really good episode talking about how it's not time to freak out. We also talk about the dead ball. I go into detail about what's going on. I spoke to some quantum physics professors. Yes, I really live this, man. It's not just really what you see, although, man, even just what you see, it's work all day, pitching, starting pitcher rankings, apply team totals, everything on Patreon. I mean, everything. Thank you, Pat Mayo, for allowing me to give all these beautiful people out there the avenue to make that Skrilla, baby. So again, we're looking for Miami Marlin lefties, Detroit Tiger righties, Daniel Vogelbach on the Pirates, Chicago White Sox righties, Colorado Rocky lefties. All right, let's get into fantasy. I think today, I think that's what I, what's going to happen. I, I, I kept, I found myself trying to be so unique and so impactful when it came to the fantasy content then I always felt like I was forcing it. Maybe some days, like Tuesday, that was just kind of the news day. We'll just do the important stuff that's fantasy pertinent and spend a little bit more time handicapping games. And there's a lot of gamblers out there. Maybe, you know, not to say less fantasy, but it's fantasy is not that kind of game where it's an immediate thing. So I think on fantasy days, we'll focus more on fantasy. And the other days, we'll give you a bit more of the betting. I know not everyone has all the time to follow me all day, but... 
Man, if you can, I know I, I talked about it two or three times, but the Twitter handle and the Patreon page together right now, it's really something, I mean, and it's free. It's 100% free, and it's every single thing. I mean, custom hand write-ups with advanced statistics. I run the algo with strategy to show you how, you know, we go about the business of betting and staying in the arena every single day. And I don't want to say I don't care. I really do care when I lose, but I probably care more about people that lose than my own money. And again, I love my own money. I do my best, my very best to protect it every single day. But you really have to understand the inherent amount of losing. And when I lose one day, I'm worried about... It turning into weeks or months of losing, which again is possible no matter how hard you work, which is also why it's so important to manage risk. And I'll give you one last note on the risk management. If I go down 5% on any given season, down 5 units, because again, I bet pieces of units you'll see that, then I decelerate my maximum daily risk. I'm not going to allow myself to go out of business. This is what I do. You know, and losing is part of it. But you control the amount that you lose. You can't control how often you lose. Well, maybe to a certain extent, but you have less control over that. You have control over the money that you risk. Please, that's today's feather in the cap, man. That's the thing that you got to keep with you. You got to remember, we're going to have downturns. We're going to have downslides. But what's the most important thing? This big old jolly smile, the energy, the passion, and the love. If losing upsets you to the point that it affects your work, you're betting too much. You know, you're betting too much. I, I don't want to say you're not cut out for this. I don't like that. I'm not going to say if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. I'm just saying turn down the heat of the oven. Maybe, you know, maybe... Maybe you have too many layers of clothes on. All right, let's get into fantasy. It's really just a news and notes kind of thing, but there is some good stuff. Lou Trevino of the Oakland Athletics is um, going to be activated before today. Big question, you know, again, there are some safe stuff here, which, again, I think is always pertinent, right? That's one of those things that's always kind of moving, is whether or not they're going to give him the ball. Danny Jimenez, who had looked pretty good, I think he had four saves really quick, that I think he lost a game, but it wasn't terrible, Will he get the role? I have a feeling the the sharpest people I spoke to have said their anticipation has nothing to do with skill. And it's that the A's are going to put Trevino back in the role, hoping that if he's really good, they'll be able to ship him at the All-Star break. Remember, it's not even a, which is terrible that we're not talking about teams looking to win. But I don't know. If Trevino is out there and you have a bench spot, you're looking for saves, he's absolutely viable. The reason being, you'll have your answer. These are the kind of things that I like. I like gambles that have either a big payoff or an immediate loss, right? F5 betting, right? Perfect, perfect example. We're not looking for the hooping and the hollering. We're not looking to get emotions involved. We're having to make tough decisions, you know, and pace back and forth. It's just not what we want to be doing. We want to be in. We want to be out. We want to do the work. We want to validate the work. We want to grade the work, and we want to move on to the next one. That's really the best way to be in this business. Again, sustainability always at the center of everything. But I do, right? I bet so much, not just money, which I do, but I bet so many different markets and so many different formats every single day. I just cannot get tied up into outcomes. I am a giant bell curve, right? With these giant, like, sine waves. And we have to think always about the month, the three months, the quarter performance, not so much the daily performance of the hour, even though we know we can do that sometimes. The tweeting and stuff is fun. But a lot of times that's me to dealing with the emotions of betting without getting hooked up in the money. I like to hoot and holler while the game is going on and the second it ends, I just pack it away. I just don't care anymore. You know, that's the best way to do it for me. So let's get up into the fantasy notes. Again, Trevino, got to keep an eye on if he's fantasy viable. I think there's a big risk reward there. If not Jimenez, if he's out there, same idea. If he holds the job over Trevino, who was the closer last year, then I think he's the guy, and it's all systems go. Let's stay with the bullpens. 
in Minnesota, Juwan Duran, who I'm kind of like doing this thing now, if you can't see on video, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only podcast. I'm like scratching myself, and I'm a little flustered and upset because I, I did drop him in some pretty important leagues over the weekend, but you know, he hadn't gotten the opportunities, and I was pressed for injuries. I had to let him go, and we don't necessarily know if he's the man in Minnesota, but Duran has filthy, filthy, filthy stuff, and if he is going to be the closer at all, like even a share, remember these high leverage guys now get looks at wins, which are also very important in Roto. In points leagues, I don't think I'd be looking at him. He probably fits the Trevino bill. Hold him to see if he gets looks, and if not, it's an easy let go. I don't really care about skills in point leagues. Next one is more closer notes. Ian Kennedy had a scoreless ninth for the save against the Marlins. Two for two so far. Melanson's on the IL. For what I understand, it's undisclosed. I, really, I didn't go crazy looking for it, but it is undisclosed right now. Usually I assume those are COVIDs, but we don't no. So if Kennedy is available, go scoop him up again just in case. If Melanson comes back, gets the first opportunity or two, you let him go. Those are like really, they really are the best fantasy moves that you can make. It's like an easy scoop that's cheap, easy come, easy go. But in that kind of meanwhile, you may hit on, you know, what could be looking at Jimenez. If you picked up Danny Jimenez, if the Trevino, Trevino went down, you could be four or five saves even, at least three or four that you got, right? I like to think about what was actually actionable there, and that'll work. Okay, let's stay in Minnesota with call-up Jose Miranda at third base. He was 0 for 4 in his debut. He probably did you all a favor. I, I think we want him to kind of stink for at least the next week or so, right? People are so... Hyper reactive to prospects, the same shiny prospect is bad, they'll fight. They're like, oh, he's terrible. So I think he's not an auto start right now, but with the Twins bringing him up, the offense is starting to go. They're winning games like they're, they want him to have game action because they want him to be part of the impact if it's, you know, challenging competitive later in the season. So I would definitely grab Jose Miranda. I don't think he should be available. Almost anywhere. I don't know if I go to 10-team leagues. Maybe that's a bit far. 12-team leagues, definitely. Scoop them, especially third base, a bit weak. We don't know what we're going to get. I don't expect them to hit the ground running. But again, if you get them cheap, I don't know how you could beat that. You know, I don't think I'd blow my brains out for Fab. Probably I'm at that like 5% kind of thing. 50 bucks in a $1,000 league. All right, next up, my boy, the Sheriff, Chris Paddock, who, again, I hope I don't come across as a flip-flopper. I was his biggest proponent when he first came out. Then I kind of ditched him when he you know, he was trying to work the third pitch and it wasn't working. The fastball shape went to hell. He started getting cracked up all the time. And now he looks really good. What I'm finding, though, which is funny, is the general market doesn't seem to be buying in on Chris Paddock, at least yet. The three pitches are really good. He's, I mean, I broke him down just yesterday it's it's everything he's doing it all he's working in and out he's changing speeds elevations to both handed hitters and they're stretching him out and he's going to get a shot at win so like i'm all about paddock right now especially you know again we don't want if he went seven innings and struck out 13 guys the entire world would be on him so i think the fact that we got whatever it was five and a third that was scoreless five k's or six k's that's kind of exactly what we wanted, right? That could have been a better scenario. So circle Chris Paddock, definitely add him. He has a chance to not only be viable right now, but also to stick, right? And that's kind of always should be, again, what we're looking for. I did. I keep mentioning the easy come, easy go, and in the meanwhile, getting the spike. But even better than that is if you get this, you know, the takeoff that holds. Sorry, I did a bit of nose scratching today. I don't know what that means. That's some kind of superstition out there. Hit me up if you know what that is. Okay. Last up. Uh, is it last up? Okay, next to last up. Danny Jansen. 
for the Blue Jays. Oh my God, what are you catches for? Because Danny Jansen's awesome. He was really part of my drafting plan, all my drafting holds, and of course he was doing really well, and then he went down. Bottom line is this, a lot of people don't hold on to catchers if Danny Jansen's available. He has a potential to be a top three overall catcher. You have to grab him right now. I've even held him in some leagues, and I think that should say it all. Like Most catchers, IL, automatic drop. I held on to Jansen. You know, I didn't take zeros for him, but I did hold on to him. I'm looking forward to him coming back. Don't let him, you know, sit on the wire at, at all. He really should be owned in all in all formats, even 10 teams. I think mean, he's a top 10 catcher, so he should be owned in all formats. Get with Danny Jansen. Even if you got to kind of eat, you know, a roster spot for a few days, it'll be worth it to get that advantage, the positional advantage every single week, you know, which really, you're going to get it over everybody except for like, what, maybe one or two catchers. Very Last thing, <laughs> I'm always going to laugh whenever Tommy Edmund comes up. And if you don't know why that is, you have to follow me on Twitter to see the fireworks. The thing with Edmund is he, uh, Edmund, he's got hurt, right? But they weren't sure it was a leg, it was like a hip. They say he's fine now and he's expected to return. The reason I mentioned that is I was starting to really get underneath to get behind the Nolan Gorman love um, Cardinal prospect who's leading the minors at home runs, but without Edmund, I'm not really sure they're going to give him the promotion and the run without a full-time job, or at least, you know, sustained look, right? I could see them coming up and then have gone back down, but I don't think he's going to go up to the Cardinals to sit. Right now, the Cardinals are hitting, they're playing defense, they're kind of doing Cardinal things. I don't think there's really a spot for him, but you got to keep an eye on him and in kind of keeper leagues. Like, I'm in a 12-team keeper league where, you know, you only... We keep six guys, but they're shallow enough benches, seven spots, three outfielder league, to you. Guys like Gorman are kind of hard to keep, you know. We have injuries, and it's a head-to-head points league. So people are trying to maximize two starts, so most people are holding on to pitchers. So a guy like Gorman might be available, is what we're getting at. If Gorman is available, pick him up. All right, so that's the second pillar of profit right there. Some saves, notes, hopefully get you going on. And then we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do an advanced statistical leaderboard. We've been alternating weeks, like pitching and hitting. I just like to scan the boards and see what I can see. Once I see names that I like, you know, last week we popped up with Chad Cool on the Rockies. And if you got Cool, he's not really... Oh, he's pretty cool. You're looking pretty cool. Cool cats out there. But seriously, that's a, a good way to do it is... I'm looking at stats that maybe not everyone has full access to, right? Everyone having information being ubiquitous at this point. But now everyone not having access to all of the really kind of park-adjusted advanced statistics that I do. You know, and I'll run those, and we'll come up with some names. Cool popped up in a couple places. I've added him. He was even really good in course. Not that I'm saying he's going to defeat course. That is not what I'm saying at all. I don't believe that will happen. But it it does mean if he has a two-step, with a bad matchup, in, with a good matchup, I'm sorry, Cora's facing a bad team, I should say. He is viable, where other guys wouldn't do it all. Yeah, you could face the Reds, you could face the Pirates in Colorado, you could face the Diamondbacks. Chad Cool looks really, really good. He's had potential in the past, he's starting to put together. I'm telling you, Chad Cool really looks like somebody who could do some damage for your fantasy teams. All right, let's get into, let's wrap this up with the betting board. Let me bring up my uh, bets there. There you go, the first of parlay fell short yesterday. However, uh, it was only a plus 300. You know, we missed both, which I I'd actually prefer, let's get the losses kind of out of the way. I'd rather that than falling a little bit short. That Houston-Seattle game was a massive, massive disappointment to the over. Jordan Alvarez had two on with one out against Marco Gonzalez. We were looking for the ding-dong. He whiffed. Then Guriel whiffed. We had 
on the sheet, which would have been perfect for the hit home run. It would have been just perfect. Somehow they both whiffed, and then it turned into this one nothing lead ball game. Really, really gross. All right, let's get into what we got here. You can see the picks up on the board. Audio only listeners, I walk you through it. I'm trying to give picks that are viable as a standalone. I know some people don't like to parlay, and that's fine. But this is really like my CLV look. These are the games that I like the most. These are the games that I think are viable as standalone plays. These are also the games that I believe the lines will move on. I am packaging these because I'm more of an F5 better with my, you know, big plays. Remember, I'm, I'm really betting a lot of money. I have to stringently risk this stuff. I'm not going to give you plays and I don't take myself. I showed you the ticket when I hit. Like, I have actually both tickets in the last five days that we hit. I hit. I'm playing. I win. You know, but part of that is I, I got to be pulling the reins because I can't get myself in trouble. That's why you see a tenth of a unit. So if you're $100 better, you're going with 10 bucks. If you're a $10 better, play the minimum. If you're a $1,000 better, just play the $100. Okay, really don't blow your brains out on these parlays. Though I do, again, put the stamp of approval on them all as standalone plays. We get the Angels and Thor, minus 120. I, I really, I've been really liking Thor. He looks he looks incredible so far. I was really surprised to see that against Boston and Michael Walker, who's been okay, but I'm really not buying Boston. We have also have a tremendous disparity in offense there. You know, L.A. looks incredible. Boston looks really terrible. I mean, L.A. just last seven days off the hook, the discipline crazy, 9% swing strike rate, leading the league in chase rate, in zone contact rate, up above 88. That's what Waka is really going to need to do. They're going to have a hard time. Boston Red Sox offense is really struggling, so I think Thor gets it. I think this line is going to move at least 10 bucks. Next up, St. Louis Cardinals are, again, a tight favorite, which for full games, I think you'll notice is probably part of my style. I do like underdogs, but when I get underdogs, a lot of times I love them deep. I like deep underdogs that I can try and get with the plus money runs, right? The plus one and a half runs at plus money and look to win at plus EV while losing. But for favorites, I like tight favorites. Again, I'm not going to pay juice. Things I pay juice for, I'd rather parlay. All right, St. Louis Cardinals, minus 115. It's Dakota Hudson against Brad Keller. Again, you know, name the game here right now is, I believe we have the pitching edge, but we have a distinct hitting edge. The Royals' offense is terrible. They have one home run in the last seven days, a 78 WRC plus on the season, a 74 WRC plus last seven days, 567 OPS last seven, 4% bow rate. It's just a bad as bad can be in-zone contact rate as a team. Team down around 82%. That is not going to get it done. Dakota Hudson should. He really should just get all the double plays, all the rollovers. And I know Keller is kind of good for that too, but... I do think St. Louis will have enough of done. You know, they really, they just don't swing and miss. They keep the ball in the air. So I think the few balls that they get to stick on um, will be enough to do it. And St. Louis leading the league in steals last seven at, as well. So, you know, they get on. They're being aggressive. And not only the thing that comes with steals that we need to think about in tight games, teams that get on and steal are scoring from second. So if we're in a tight matchup, that one run should do it. And St. Louis also has a pretty nice bullpen edge as well. Three-phase edge, as I like to call it. Give me St. Louis minus 115. Last up, it is Los Gigantes from San Francisco. Those San Francisco treats up against uh, those Dodgers, man. The trolley Dodgers from Hollywood, always up to no good. But it's Carlos Rodon, and he's an underdog, and that's enough for me. I really don't care who you're facing. Julio Urias has been a bit up and down. I know I've been a bit of a detractor of his in the past. I think he's really good, right? And then when I get at these Dodger pitchers, I don't think they're trash. They're just, they come with all the juice, right? So, oh, they're minus 240 guys, like, you know, in general. So that's why they get my criticism, because I don't think that they're worth the price, right? If we were getting Urias at these prices, there'd be a guy that we'd be into. 
So a guy like Radon, who I think is one of the few pitchers in the league that has a truly distinct edge on him, at plus money. Plus, right now, again, you know, offense is a funny, fickle thing, and there really is no way to truly predict what's going to happen today. But again, I think of it in waves, and we see these things materialize, where, you know, discipline leads to good contact, and good comp- contact kind of leads to production. And, you know, I really believe in these things. Right now, Dodgers in a bit of a lull. Right now, struggling last seven, 267 team, Woba, 75 WRC+, plus OPS as a team, below 600. If you're ever going to get at the Dodgers, this is the time to do it. The team batting average of 208. San Francisco flip side looking really good. 11% walk rate, the chase rate down at 31. Though the bow rate is low, their expected Woba's up at 350. They're doing pretty well. They're hitting the ball hard. Hard at rate via stat cast up at 41% opposed to the Dodgers, 35 So I think right now the Giants have the edge. We should not be getting plus money on this one. I expect this game to move closer to even as we approach the closing bell. So boom, boom, boom. There you got it. Knockouts from the big dude and the three pillars of profit with you. The Cork Stats crew, thank you everybody so much for sticking around those three pillars of profit. Let's just run down to stacks again one more time. I know we do a lot of talking, and I think a recap is probably in order. Give us the Miami Marlin lefties, Jazz, Jesus, Sanchez, Joey Wendell. Give us the Detroit Tiger righties, Baez, and Castro. I have Meadows in parentheses. He's price dependent. We like Daniel Vogelbach against Michael Pineda. Chicago White Sox righties, T.A., Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn, Josh Harrison, and all the Rockies lefties against Fetty. That's Blackman and Ryan McMahon. You saw my plays up there. We had the Angels, the Cardinals, and the Giants to win it outright, and that should do it. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio podcast. Please hit the like button and subscribe. You know, let people know. I really think the show's really good, actually. I don't know. You know, I mean, I've done stuff that I've not, you know, I didn't think was great. These things happen. You do a lot of work. It's not all awesome. I think this is part of it. It's really laid the groundwork as we attack, you know, the full-on kind of MLB landscape every day. Been so great. We're right at that 25-minute mark. Let's bounce, baby. Bounce, baby. Bounce. All right, down the jock market app mmn mayo media net is the code hit the like button subscribe we'll check you out tomorrow we're here every day monday through friday check out the twitter handle check out the free very free patreon page where i'm just bringing all the smoke and we'll expand on all the work we did today do advanced stats run the algo and you can see kind of what's going on behind the scenes all right that's enough of me oh man i catch you on the flip side everybody and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck don't it damn right Peace.